Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. I'm Gavin with me. I have got Kev, I have got Keith, and I have Emmett. This show is brought to you by Felicon, our charity partner. We will talk about them later. Um, tonight is all about Sadio Mane. Um, and look, there's so much to be said about this player. Um, we're going to talk about him at length. Um, and then we're going to um, have a little chat about Calvin Ramsey as well, who signed on the dotted line for Liverpool on a long-term contract today. Um, Keith, I'm going to come to you first. Yes. All right. Um, I have loads of stats on Sadio Mane for you. Um, let's read some out. Uh, let's read some stats, yeah. Okay. Uh, started off with Mets, went to Redboard, Salzburg, yeah. Southampton, um, Liverpool. And uh, looks like Bayern Munich um, will uh, sign Sadio Mane. Um, 269 games for Liverpool, 120 goals, 38 assists. So that's 158 goal, assi- goal involvements in 269 games. Um, <coughs> just overall, Keith, on Sadio Mane, before we get into all the memories and back to front, start to finish. Sadio Mane, what does he mean to you? Uh, Sadio Mane is one of the most important players of the Jurgen Klopp era um, because he, what he does on the pitch he epitomises what Klopp wants you know he's got all the skill he's an absolute machine but he's a lovely bit of snide about him and he's a fighter and he's a grafter you can't really ask for much more than what we got out of Sadio Mane and I think it's a sad day you know that, that we're talking about him leaving but I just think 
you know, we, we've got some great moments out of him and we have memories. We have great memories of Sadio. We have um, people that have been super critical of him. Look, we've all been critical of him as well at times. But overall, I think I think he's just been an absolute icon for this club. I, we say it all the time. We said it, you know, is this player a legend? Is this player a legend? Sadio Mane leaves Liverpool as a legend. He's one of our greatest ever signings, in certainly Premier League signings, but one of our greatest ever forward players. Sad to see him go, but I'm glad it's gone on terms that are a little bit more um, palatable for the fans. You know, he's not saying that he's gone. He wants a new challenge. He's gone out of the Premier League. So be it. He's gone to a great club. He has an opportunity at a great club. We're getting a few quid from him. I just think everybody's everybody can be happy on this deal. Well, sad to see him go. There has to come a time when players do move on, you know, and, and we, we've got the best of Sadio Mane, in my opinion. And it's just the way it's playing out. It's the first major um, club player that's leaving. You know what I mean? Like uh, people can say, you know, Chan and Genie left on freeze and, you know, other players have come and gone. Divock has just recently gone, but he wasn't a mainstay and Sadio is a mainstay. He's one of our greats and he's moving on. Like I said, he's going on good terms and I'm glad about that. And fr- not frustrated, but sad to see him go. And hopefully we can we can move on with him because that's what football's all about. Do you know what I mean? It's... You, he moves on. Good for him, but we move on. No players bigger than the club, and I'm just glad that it, it's all being done in a in a sort of a friendly enough way. Yeah, like Emma, I'll come to you. Um, Honours for Liverpool, 2019 Premier League Golden Boot, Champions League 2019, European Super Cup 2019, FIFA Club World Cup in 19, 2019 African Player of the Year, Premier League 1920, AFCON 2022, AFCON Player of the Tournament 2022, League Cup 2022, FA Cup 2022. <coughs> like, it's six years and he's basically, he's just won it all. Just like Emmett. And, you know, people will say, oh, you know, um, He's only 30, we should give him, like, there's an argument there that you should give him a contract. But then again, when it comes down to what the money is, we don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it. You will hear stuff like he's, he's, um, he wants a different challenge, which is absolutely fine. Um, but Emmett, like, when you look at the honors he's won at Liverpool, you can't, you can argue whether you like, you'd like to see him stay or the club should do more to, to keep him staying, but, Overall, when you look at what he's done at Liverpool and what he's achieved at Liverpool, you have to, if, if, if he's going to go, he goes with, it has to be everyone's blessing. He's just been so good for Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, look, and Keith kind of said as well, the, the type of player that he was, he always left, he, didn't, he never kind of came off the pitch without giving 110%. Yeah. And yeah, he owes us absolutely nothing. I mean, we've essentially got our money back from him and got six, probably the six best years of his career out of him. So I'm just, I hope it is a case that he wanted uh, a different challenge. Um, I'd hate to think, and it's something that I thought about over the last few days, is like, why Why would you, and you hear a lot of people say, why would you want to leave Liverpool? Um, and you just hope that it wasn't there, because there has been an awful lot of love and an awful lot of uh, paper pages and social media posts written about Salah has to sign a new contract, but no one was ever seen to be too pushed about Sadio. And I just hope that he didn't kind of feel 
left out and not loved because there was a stage maybe two years ago if you asked Liverpool fans who would you sell and who would you keep it would be sell stadium. and even this season based off what you saw at the start of the season, it would be keep Salah, sell Mane. But then at the end of the season, he was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, but now, look, he, he owes us absolutely nothing. On that stat that you said, the goal in 2019, I know everybody hates when people say this. I think he shared it with Salah and Aubameyang. But out of the three of them, he was the only one that didn't involve penalties. I know you still have to score penalties, but they're on a plate. Um, so realistically, he was the winner of that goal in boot. But um, yeah, look, he's going to be, he's a gen- He's like our generation's John Barnes are Ian Rush, one of those. He will go down as uh, a John Barnes or an Ian Rush to a certain generation. We've been lucky enough to see them all. Um, but um, my little lad's good when I told him. Absolutely good. He absolutely loves him. Um, but uh, yeah. He's, he is a club legend. I think the word legend, legend is bandied about a little bit too much these days, but there was nothing else for him to do. He's part of the squad that brought the first Premier League title or the first league title in 30 years. I think they all should be legends. Um, and obviously Sadio played a massive part in that as well. I mean, I was just a little bit sad. 90 goals, you would have liked him to see to get the 100. He, he is a kind of a 100-goal player. Um, and the other downside as well Premier is League was. Premier League was was ninety, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but um, in terms of not getting kind of that farewell from the Anfield during one last game for people to actually show their appreciation for them, um, bit sad that you don't get that. But um, yeah, an absolute legend, and yeah, gave everything to the club. Kev. Gav, sorry, can I cut in before you go to Kev? Sorry about yep. this, Kev. I just there's a comment there I just want to want to talk about it's from John when he's saying, Keith, can we stop with this? He wants a new challenge. That's bollocks. He would stay if he gave him a world world contract. What challenge is it in joining Bayern Munich? John Bayern Munich, one of the biggest clubs in world football, whether you like to admit it or not. Bayern Munich are looking for a new main man to replace Robert Lewandowski. Sadio Mane has an opportunity to go to one of the biggest clubs in the world and be the main man. That's the challenge. Whether he, he win Bundesliga, he will win Bundesliga. The challenge is to try and win Champions Leagues. So you know we can spin this about the club not giving him a world world contract. It's not that he's going to a big, huge club. It's not like he's taking a, ste- a huge step down. Right, Liverpool, the best club in the world with Man City at the moment. You can say, but Bayern Munich are now mugs. So I just wanted to, you know. Well, before I come to Kev, right? When it comes to these contract things. People seem to talk with an awful lot of certainty when they're talking. And there's no certainty in it. Like I'm not going I'm not going to sit here and sell, tell you that Sadio Mane doesn't like Mo Salah so he wants to leave. I'm not going to tell you that Sadio Mane was offered four hundred grand a week by Liverpool, but he wants to go to Bayern Munich. And I'm not going to tell you that Liverpool, you know, um basically just turned around and went, No, enough's enough, Sadio, we want you gone. Because nobody knows any of this. The only thing we do know is that uh, and Klopp has said it. He said anybody with a year left on their deal has been offered a deal. The deals are on the table. That includes, I think, Keita, yeah. uh, Firmino, Mane, Salah. They were the main four, right? We don't know what's going to happen with um, Salah's one. Keita's been rumoured that he will sign another deal. And and when it comes to Mane, the only thing I've seen out of Bayern Munich is that they're offering him a colossal amount of money. Colossal. Um, somewhere north of 300 grand a week. Now, Sadio Mane <coughs> may want to stay at Liverpool and he may go, but I just can't sign up for that. He may want a new challenge and the 
money is very appetizing and Bayern Munich are very appetizing as a club. You know, um, I, I've read somewhere that some of his family live in Germany, but I don't know how true that is. So we actually don't know. So all we can do is take it on, on all we can do is take it on face value. Sadio Mane is leaving the club. Okay. He's agreed to sign for Bayern Munich by all the looks for and the deal will probably be announced tomorrow or Tuesday, right? And all we can do is say how good Sadio Mane was for Liverpool. Now, I've said this before on, on Salah, and I've said it, well, particularly on Salah. Until we know the numbers, if, if Salah walks away at the end of this season, or the season, upcoming season, and let's say, for argument's sake, Salah is on 200 grand a week. I don't know exactly he's on. I don't look these fucking things up, right? But say he's on 200 grand a week, and it comes out at the end of the season that FSG have offered him 210 grand a week. You go, that's fucking ludicrous. Right, but if it comes out that they've offered him three hundred grand a week, okay, you kind of go, well, it's three hundred fucking grand a week. And when you look at the bonuses that you have on top of them, although the bonuses aren't as big, I don't think on these new contracts, you get more guaranteed money. And but I think you can still earn, earn around the same. It's just they are cutting or they are committing more money to your contract. So we don't actually know what's going on. And I keep saying it until somebody comes out and tells you the numbers, you cannot make an informed decision on it. You simply can't. And all, I'm, all I want to do here tonight is you might be happy that Sadio Mane is gone. And when I say happy, I mean, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. Six years, he's been brilliant. He probably wants another challenge or, you know, he mightn't be offered a contract once. But let's just celebrate Sadio Mane. Let's not get into the politics of things that we haven't got a fucking clue about. Let's be honest. We do not have a clue about. And anybody that tells you they do is lying, right? Because the numbers aren't out there. And the numbers aren't out there on the salad deal, as much as people talk about it. They simply aren't out there. Um, Kev. Evening. Evening. Um, <laughs> he is the, believe, I believe he's the man that did the touch paper on Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool career. I believe he's, I think he, he's arguably the most important signing he's made. Arguably. Um, when you look at what Klopp was looking for at that time, where he wanted to get Liverpool to, and how big a job Sadio Mane done in getting them there, and then in turn Salah and Van Dijk and Allison and stuff like that. But overall, like I think he's just been a joy to watch. I think he's brought us some of the best memories um, we've had as Liverpool fans, and I'm 40. I think he's brought <laughs> some of the best yeah. uh, memories um, as a Liverpool fan going. I mean, the first time I took notice of him was when he was at Southampton and he got that uh, three-minute hat-trick. And it made me stand up. It was the end, uh, it was towards the end of the season against Villa at home. It was a 6-1 win. And it was an early kickoff because I can remember being at home. It was a Saturday afternoon and there was nothing else on. So I thought, look, these kind of games, Villa against Southampton against Villa, Nothing on it. It could be one of those games. It could be an absolute belter. And then here he is, popping up in the middle, and he just goes bang, bang, bang. And I, wow. And then I started, you know, I've seen him through the season, but he'd been scattergun. He'd, he'd been very hit and miss that season. He went about four months without scoring a goal. You know, it, it was very hit and miss. But then you start looking at him, and you see how quick he is, and you could see what we were missing. And I remember at the time when we signed him, he was the most expensive African player uh, that we'd ever signed, or that in in the history of football. And 
the amount of people online who were fuming. They were like, he's not worth this. Why aren't we signing X, Y, and Z player? Mario Gautz, wasn't it, that we were going for? Yeah, but £34 million from Southampton. Here we go again, back to Southampton. What the hell are we doing? You know, we're signing these all these players. And as it turns out, Klopp wanted him at Dortmund two years before, while Klopp was at Dortmund. And he met him. I was reading this. It was in an article in The Echo, if anyone wants to check it out. Klopp said he met him. Baseball hat tipped to the side. Gold streak down his hair. 22 years of age. She's like, I'm not able for this shit. I can sign one forward and it has to be the right one. I had a gut feeling and I just went some went in a different direction didn't, and didn't take him. And after a few months, he realized he got it so badly wrong. He said, if I get the chance to do this again, I'm definitely going to take it. Along comes Michael Edwards. Uh, Jürgen, we got a chance to sign this kid from Southampton's side at Sadio Mane. What do you think? Yes, please. <laughs> and he arrives, he arrives at the club. Lots of people weren't happy. And he plays, he scores in his debut against Arsenal in a, a 4-3 win. Crazy game. And it was a typical Sadio Mane goal where he chops onto his left foot and curls it around the keeper. And away we go. It's like, this is what we were missing. We were missing pace. And we were raw pace. And he was seriously rapid at that time. And as he evolved and as he developed, I think he's the most versatile of the forwards that we have at the club. He's um, he can do everything. I think he's slowed up in, in recent in recent years. He's not as dynamic as he was, but um, he's given everything. I, mean, I echo what what the lads have said. He's I watched his uh, hundred goal uh, a clip yeah. on YouTube. His, his hundred goals. He scores all kinds of goals. He's so strong in the air. He was. Never had a great leap on him, but positionally knew where to be. He had a nose that to be able to sniff space. And he had that one touch to make a yard and finish it in the corner. He loved finishing with his right foot into the far corner. High, low, didn't matter. He loved a chip shot. Um, he never had a dead ball piece. <laughs> you know, apart from when he was playing for Senegal, he, he took their penalties, missed a few. You know, as we saw in against Chelsea. He's capable of missing them, but for me, he's been my favourite player. He's of all the players that we've had at the club for the last six years. He's my favourite. I just want him. I want nothing but good things for him because of the human being that he is. You read the story about the mobile phone. You know, walk, the rest of us. You know, you get. I got my my kids. My son was walking around with a cracked mobile phone, and all he's like, "Dad, I need a new phone. I can't get a new phone. This phone is this, that, and the other." He's walking around with a mobile phone. The amount of works. He's done at home with hospitals and with kids. The 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 stuff he did with Nivea. Remember that that thing he did with Nivea with the uh, kid. Yeah. I think Lee. the flurry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they done that thing with him. And you know we're contracted with Nivea. The players commit to do this stuff. He followed that on and he did that goal celebration for that kids for his granddad. He didn't have to do that. He remembered it in his head and he's that's for Lee. That's for his granddad. He just thinks different. He is different. I think it's the way he was raised, the way he was raised, the hardship that he went through. You know, everything in life that's given that's put him into where he is now. He's just a for a great. What a great footballer he is! He's a better human being. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just gonna miss him. I'm gonna I, miss I, his smile. You know, his smile when he scores. His crazy celebrations, copying Bobby's celebration, the, the one hand over the aisle. That's I was just gonna miss the guy. The guy's just been 
you know, he's just such a regular in the team sheet as well. He, he's he's always there. He didn't. He doesn't. Rarely gets injured. Never had a big injury with us, and he was Mister Consistent. He was always reliable. Emmett was saying there about yeah, his goals came and went. You know, he was a bit iffy in front of goal for a while. Inconsistent, you'd say, for a couple of years. Not with his effort. He gave a she put a shift every game. It wasn't a lack of effort that the goals dried up for him. It was just wouldn't go in for whatever reason. He's uh, it, he yeah right. He he never stopped. And when he wasn't in great goal scoring form, he kept going. He always put the effort in. Um, he ne- you could never say Sadio didn't walk in a game. You could say, you know, he's missed a chance here or a bad pass there or his touches off. But you would never turn around and, and um, you know throw it at him that he didn't try. Keith, you know, Kev's talking about there when, you know, Klopp talks to him, he's at Dortmund, you see him at Southampton, but where did he catch your eye? Because he caught my eye, he catches my eye away at Chelsea, playing for Southampton. I remember a pissing rain at Stamford Bridge. Um, this is around, it's probably the year 15, 16, I think it's the year um, Leicester win the league, I think. And they play away at Chelsea, and I think they win the game 2-1. But Mane terrifies them and uh, off the left or right. And then what happens is Southampton end up sticking him up front for the last 15 while they try to hold out for a win. And he's just running. Um, I think Terry is still at the club. He must have been. And he's running um, Chelsea all over the shop. And I went, well, he is a fucking player, this lad. You know, just the pace, the you know, the directness. Um, every time Southampton got the ball, he was an outlet. He was literally going, like, just put it in there and I'll go after and he really caught my eye then. And, you know, thought, I really wanted him at 30 million. He was close to signing for United, but he ends up signing for us. But where did he catch your eye? Because the hat-trick probably does, but it's the Chelsea away for me. Yeah, the hat-trick is the one that really stands out. But, I mean, if you remember back then, Liverpool were doing a lot of business with Southampton, you know, and, and there was the running joke, you know, that we'd only sign from Southampton. And so whenever they had anybody with a bit of class about them, you'd what half thinking that Liverpool would be after him. So he was one that you'd always have to keep your eye on Southampton and see what they have next. But he was always a player that looked dangerous. But when you're coming in from Salzburg, it was big money that he went to Southampton for, relatively. And he goes in there and you're thinking, he's very raw. Well, he is very raw. Can he do it in the Premier League? But even then you could see he was a fighter. Do you know what I mean? And and he was a walker, even in Southampton. And you know, it's it's one of the things really that caught my eye. I love players that'll that'll dig in, forward players that dig in and scrap. Right? They have to have a bit of belt them as well. But I love the ones that really dig in and scrap. And that was what stood out for me again with Mane. And I can't remember what exact game it would have been, but that season at Southampton, because we'd be watching them because we'd be sort of buying, doing our business with Southampton. And to be honest, because he was heavily linked with Manchester United, heavily linked with Manchester United all that season. Yeah, yeah looking and, and he's in that January going to United. Yeah. And then it didn't really materialise. And then when it came to the summer, it was like, is he going? But I think we signed him mid-July, mid-late July that season. But, but didn't he say that there was a deal in place? There was a deal in place with United <laughs> was, and it just never got over. Supposedly he says there was a deal in place to go to United. He was, um, and then Klopp called and he decided yeah. he was going to Liverpool. But you're looking at a player, you know he's on the on the radar of the big clubs. Um, 
and back then, I mean, we go back six years ago, it wasn't a case like, why would he go to, why would he go to Manchester United over Liverpool? The way we had the same conversation about Darwin Nunes, it was the other way around, you know, like, why would he go to Liverpool? You know, United weren't that long from winning leagues and we're always, you know, one manager away from getting back to the top again. So we got him and it was, I wouldn't say a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise because Kev touched on it there. You know, we were linked with others. We were linked with Mario Gotze. That's who everybody wanted. And then Mane comes out of nowhere. And I remember at the time people were sort of like, another Southampton, another fella off these. This fella doesn't even look that good. But if this first game sort of put that one in the bin, you know what I mean? Like Is that the same summer Mkhitaryan goes to United? I think it is because I think I think, think, think Mane is thirty million, and I think Mkhitaryan signs for United at thirty four, and all yeah. the talk was was that oh, you know, it uh, was because Mkhitaryan played yeah. against us didn't he and for Dortmund in the Europa League that season. So yeah, it's that 50, summer. That yeah, so that summer he goes to United. Yeah. We were linked with Mkhitaryan. Yeah, as well, and it didn't happen. He goes to United. We were linked with Mkhitaryan before he went to Dortmund, wasn't it? From Shakhtar, was it? Was Shakhtar? Or? Yeah, yeah, we were linked. We were linked before that, correct? And he go, he goes to, he goes to Dortmund, and then what happens in that summer is United are heavily linked with Mane. Mane ends up going to Liverpool. They sign Mkhitaryan, and all the talk was like, United have pulled the fucking pulled the fast one on Liverpool here because they've literally spent a couple of million more. I think it might be thirty four for Mkhitaryan, but it was around the same ballpark. But the talk was United have pulled the fast one here because. They could have got Mane. Liverpool have swooped in and overpaid for Mane. And Mkhitaryan is now a few quid more than Mane. And United have got the much better deal. And like, yeah. it couldn't have been for It was, it was seen that we were gazumped. Yeah, we were gazumped yeah. because, yeah, we were linked with Mkhitaryan even at that stage. Because he, he was, was really highly rated at the time, wasn't he? He was deadly in fairness, Mkhitaryan yeah. at Dortmund. He was brilliant. And, and he did play very well against us in the Europa League. And it was obviously a player that Klopp sort of had at Dortmund. But, you know, again, it was just one of them that everything it, we didn't know then what we know now that if it, the the club are bringing in a player, you trust the club's judgment. Back then, there was no trust. Do you know what I mean? We were all just off the back of the Brendan Rodgers experience, where you know the the committee are recommending players. Rodgers is saying no, we want this, and it was just an absolute shit. And it had its own name. You know what I mean? And it was just a, a big joke. But this was one that. Obviously, they were they were coming up with this name. Klopp was happy with it because, as Kev said, he, he wanted him at Dortmund. And it just, from day one, you look at a player and any, I wouldn't say any, I don't know, because I wasn't overly worried about him, to be totally honest with you, but fans that maybe were worried, you only had to look at that Arsenal match when he gets that goal. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is a player. This is the sort of player I can get behind because he was great. You know what I mean? He was raw, but he was great. But he was a fighter. And that's that's what you want. That's Like I said, I can't say enough. I love that type of player. And he just looked, as a right winger, he looked like this is the one. And we'll move on as his career goes on and talk about how he moved his positions. He could do it all. But it looked to me like, yeah, this was the, this was the one for us. And... Um, Eventually, I, who had we signed before that? We'd signed Lovren, we'd signed Lalana, we'd signed Klein, and who? 
Lambert. Lambert. Ricky Lambert. Lambert. So we'd signed these players from Southampton and he was going to be uh, another one. You know, none of the boys, unfortunately, really lived up to it. Lalana was okay, but injuries killed him. Klein, yeah. But um, it, everyone thought this was another one. This is the next one from Southampton to really flop. Liverpool might as well buy Southampton the money they're giving them. But it wasn't. It was the first big Klopp signing. It was the... <laughs> It was the first. I know we signed Matip that summer as well, didn't we? Um, I think we signed Mane first, actually, didn't we? Matt, Matip was a free transfer. Yeah, when Aldum comes in that summer. When Aldum definitely comes in that summer. But these are the big pieces that are starting to get put into place. And uh, it was a building block for what was to come. And I just think, you know, Sadio Mane, Kev touched on the, the mobile phone and, and, and the work he does back in Senegal. And it's something that a lot of, certainly the African players do. I mean, I remember DJ Drogba used to do it all the time as well when he was at Chelsea and France. He pumped a load of money back into his village. Um, but it, it shows an awful lot from a player, you know, that he doesn't, not that he's not selfish, but that he, he works hard, but he gives it back. And even from a football point of view, you know, he, he, as Emmett said earlier, he went out on the pitch, he walked his bollocks off and he left nothing out there. And what more can you ask for? I just think it was a sign from the start that, yeah, this is the rock and roll football because he scores the goal against Arsenal, doesn't he? And Klopp gives him a jockey back. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but Klopp has to, Klopp tones it down after that, doesn't he? Like Klopp is like, well, I can't deal this anymore because he got criticised. He was getting lashed out all the time for over-celebrating. And I think he'd said that somewhere. Now I'm going to cut it back, and then he done that, and he's like, "No, no, no, we have to, we have to cut this." <laughs> I, I promise, I'll, I really will. I think I'll it really, was that game. I'll be, good, I'll be good next time. I obviously. really will cut it back now after he's like fucking parade man around the, the, yeah. the Emirates. Well, yeah. a jockey back, like. Um, so many moments, Gav. So many moments. Well, that's what I want. I, I, later on, um, I want yeah. to. We're going to go through a few, but I want people later on. I want, not now because I'll, I'll lose them yeah. all. But later on, if people in the chat want to throw in their favourite Mane moments it can be on off the pitch wherever you want yeah. and we, we go through them and discuss them uh, but not yet remember that not, not yet. yet don't do it yet because I'll, I'll try hold on to it as many as I can but um, leave it with me Emma um, when you look at Liverpool 15 16 you know you have Coutinho you have Firmino you have Lalana. that was usually your front three he uses Benteke a little bit um, for a while I think he uses Benteke during the season Ings is there but there's no real electric pace you know Coutinho's a beautiful player Firmino's the same Lallana worked so hard he was he was integral in the fourth season under Klopp but there was nobody where you went put it in behind the fullback now I'm not talking like Jack Charlton fucking sort of <laughs> football you know where you just lumber him into space but just that option where you could just like that goal against Arsenal where I think it's Lallana just clips one down the side as if to say, I can clip her in there now because someone will yeah. go after it. And it was so, it was a breath of fresh air, wasn't it? You know, he comes in, he's playing on the right, he's lighting them fast, he's so enthusiastic, he's a really good technical footballer, he's an eye for goal. And let's get into it because that goal against Arsenal, on the day Liverpool go 1-0 down, I think Walcott scores, if I remember, he has one disallowed and then he scores soon after. Oh no, he misses a penalty. No, he misses a penalty. And then um, Moreno takes him down, he, misses, he gets a penalty, he misses it. Then he scores, then Coutinho equalises. And then we go on a rampage then. Do you remember Coutinho scores, um, Mane scores, 
I think we're four one up on one stage. I think I can't remember who got the other one. Um might have been Lalana, I think, makes it two one. But from that day, um at like clip ball, tears I think it's Callum Chambers apart, cuts inside, takes a touch, bends it around check, top corner, and you're like, Wow, we haven't seen this in a while and it was just electrifying pace. It's what he said there, it's the heavy metal football because he came in with this like a like a reputation for heavy metal football. And we probably ha- probably hadn't seen it up until then. We'd seen like do you know what I mean us a, a, a lot of pressing and stuff like that. But then, like you said, when when Manny picks up, like he's breaking ankles all over the place. Not just in that game. Like there's lads don't they're, they're, he's turning lads inside out, and then for him to like he, he and we score. He, we said earlier on he scores all types of goals, and he sticks that one in with his left. But he, we see him in later years doing the exact same thing on the far side with his right. But um. I look back at videos the last few days and. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Like, defenders didn't know what to do with Mane when he came running at them. Like, and he would absolutely rinse them, game in, game out. But um, I think that was the beginning of the, like you said, well, hang, it was like kind of everybody, if they didn't like the Mane signing, they kind of, their ears pricked up a bit and thought, oh, so this is the way it's going to be now. And it was just so refreshing that it was a case that this fan is just literally going to turn defenders into nuts and score all types of goals. Like, it was so, so refreshing. Um, but yeah, lightning pace. And like, yeah, he probably slowed down in the last couple of years, but still, you don't want Sadio So Mane would you if you're running fucking that much for the last six years? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. But like, I don't know whether it's, whether it's a case of him slowing down or like it's... The unfortunate thing is, and the same things happen with with Salah, and the same thing will happen. You've got maybe about one, two seasons where defenders and the they just that can't figure you out, and then eventually the game is up. They probably double up on you on your side, etc. And you, you're kind of forced to nearly adapt what way you what, what way you play. But he nobody knew how to handle Sadio Mane. Uh, nobody wanted him running straight at them, and that's just what he did. Like I said, with the videos, he was literally running straight through people. And his strength was another massive part of his game as well. Like, to be defenders swinging out of him and he's holding the ball up and just turning them. And it's, look, it's, what else can you say about him? He's absolutely an amazing player and will be sadly missed. Kev, you look at that season and I think, I think Liverpool are, are they top going into January? Or they're fairly close to it. Fairly and he close. goes off to the AFCON, do you remember? If I remember right, and I'm going completely off memory here, by the way, because I had to look up what season that goal against Everton was. I couldn't <laughs> believe it was 17, 18, or yeah. I think it was 17, 18. Because um, it doesn't feel like, what, well, five years ago, or whatever. But, Kev, it showed how important he was to us. And not how we tailored our game just to him, but what an impact he had that. And if I remember right, that four season, I think we're close to the top of the league when he leaves for the AFCON. 
and he's gone for a, he's gone for about five weeks, I think. Um, you know, the build up the AFCON, I don't know how far they go, but I think he's gone for about four or five weeks, could be six or seven late games, wherever it might have been. And Liverpool aren't in good form. Um when he leaves, um or during that time and we come back, we eventually we get um Champions League football in sixteen seventeen, but straight away, Kev, within four months of him arriving, you just see how integral he is to this team. And he's literally you know, even though Firmino was there, even though, you know, uh, Coutinho was there, you know, you have really good players. Um, you know, uh, Milner is there at that stage as well. You know, yeah. there's, there's loads of players there that are establishing themselves and they're still here now, like Henderson and stuff. Because um, Henderson's only recently taken over the captaincy in the a year previous. But you see already how integral he is, Kev, how important he is, how different he is to what we have. And... If you didn't know how important Sadio Mane was to Liverpool or how important he was going to be, you got a taste of it um, during that then months, you know, January into mid-February. Well, you see with that first season, 16-17, he had 27 uh, Premier League appearances and 13 goals. Hmm. Every other year after that, bar one, he was in the mid to high 30s. So that was the first season where he was away with AFCON that he missed a good chunk of games. And his goal tally was down because ordinarily he would have got almost probably got into double figure into twenty in pushing twenty goals that first season which would have been unheard of, and it would have made us qualifying for the Champions League an awful lot easier, and maybe pushing pushing higher up the table. But it wasn't surprise. It was the way as that season panned out. He offered us something that we didn't have, as you said, that pacing behind, that directness, that ability to stretch sides. We were always compact and able to play through sides. The likes of Coutinho and Bobby were able to play intricate football. But having that that option that you were hoping the Sturridge could always provide. But Daniel, you know, his body just let him down. But Sadio was, at 24 years of age, that ability to scare the living shit out of defenders. You know, Emmett was dead right. They didn't know what to do with him. They they knew he was trouble at Southampton, but then you put him into a side with better players around him, and you had players who could find him. He was um, he was a completely different animal, and he only got better as he got older. You know, every year, year in year out, he added to his game, be it right wing, left wing, and at the end through the middle. There was um, a constant evolution of how he played the game and how we didn't adapt to him, but he adapted to the way we evolved. Where in the past, when a player missed a chunk of time out, they fell behind and they couldn't adapt and catch up. He never had that issue. You know, he never had that problem. And that's because, look, he's a world-class player. You know, for £34 million at the time when we bought him, we bought one of the best African players to ever play the game. You know, and it was an absolute bargain at the end of it. It is a bargain, and we've kind of more or less made our money back when you look at it. Um, it's it's close to it. Darren Dunbar says he scores a brace against Spurs when he comes back from the Afcon. Is that the one where he gives Ben Davis? An oh, is it where he destroys Ben Davis twice and and scores? Am I right? Is that the right one? I'm thinking. Oh, I think it is. Um, and then he does a hamstring against Everton and he's out for the rest of the season but Liverpool still managed to get into the Champions League Keith 17-18 comes and you know 
if you can think of any memories in 17 18 you bash them out there um i think 17 18 is the one where we where he scores are everything in the 94th or 5th minute yeah. but at that summer you see Salah come in yeah. and then you're looking going Salah Firmino Coutinho Mane the Fab Four as they were known and they were trying to get them on the pitch together they were like it was all going off uh, the dream was Coutinho in a midfield three with Mane Mane left Salah right and Firmino up front and the thing was after a year of tearing the place up on the right hand side just goes left no bother to him I'll go left let Salah come in and play right because if you remember Salah signs Salah signs for Liverpool and everyone thinks he's back up to these front three up front and you know he takes the number 11 short Firmino gives it to him and, and takes number 9 <coughs> and everyone thought Salah would be a backup because Mane plays down the right and Salah does as well so it was like he'd be Mane's understudy you know but Salah is just electric from day one um, Mane goes out left and you see the evolution of him again can play right no problem but down the left Keith was just a different dimension to him because he could burn you on the outside and this is where his technical play came in for me he'd burn you on the outside if he wanted to but he'd drift inside he'd find the pass if he was drifting inside he'd cross and was good off both feet shooting was good off both feet you know wasn't afraid to get physical um, and that's where you I, that, that, uh, that's probably the season where you really see how good a footballer he is not just pace Keith, how good a footballer Sadio Mane is yeah I agree but that's the year that I think that Liverpool clops Liverpool start to take shape because Robbo comes in that summer doesn't he yep Robbo comes in that summer and Oxley chamberlain comes in that summer as well and he yeah. was brilliant that season as well Oxley yeah. chamberlain from midfield so what we had was we touched on it there the heavy metal football and uh, Coutinho and Bobby at the time probably weren't playing at the season before with Mane that season was absolute bleeding carnage because what Salah done was he comes in and he sort of blows the arse off the league but it took so much pressure off Mane then as well. And Mane was able to just go over to the other side. You know, there was no... It was a big deal at the time that he was getting pushed out of the way. As you said, Mane, Asala was Mane's backup and all this sort of Turns shit. out it was best position though. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He really flourishes when he goes over there. And, you know, it, it, the team got better. And Mane, as I said, he went from being... The sort of the main attacker, as as we said there, he got something said he got thirteen goals the year before, misses a month of Afcon, then misses ten games injured. So you knew what was sort of there and what was likely to happen. And going into that season, you're like, no, Mane is the main man, definitely the the, the attacking threat. But the the famous front three then come together, and um, from day one, Watford isn't it in the first game mm-hmm. and the all score and he scores a brilliant goal in that game. Yeah. Ah, he always scores brilliant goals. But the, uh, I think, but the, 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 I think he goals. plays a one-two. Is it where Emery Jani plays a one-two? Yeah, I think it is. And he just right foot opens his body, out, smacks her in the top corner. Um, Salah ah, scores. His, it's his it's goals a are outrageous. Goal. Yeah, but that's the start of it. I think you know that season because I think Ox gets a lot of a lot of stick, you know, and look, he hasn't fulfilled the potential the injuries and it was the injury that season that Bladen really does from um, but I thought he was brilliant that year and it was another one that I remember we played City in the Champions League that, and we fucking destroyed them mm. and we destroyed them in the league remember I was in space for a week wasn't it 4-3 four, four we beat them at home in the league don't we 
Yeah. But Ox is brilliant, Mane is brilliant, Salah is brilliant, Bobby is all it was like an attacking like Coutinho was gone at that stage. And Oxley Chamberlain becomes part of that sort of midfield attack. And we were fucking brilliant. But Mane was allowed to be nearly the silent assassin of the team because Salah took all the attention and took all the the heat, you know, and, and the, the the media attention and the fan attention. But you're looking at what he's doing on the on the left hand side and you're like this fella hasn't dropped a beat since moving over there. Do you know? And and some people can get their nose put out with joint. Mo Salah comes in, he takes Bobby's number, as you said. Well, Bobby gives up the number, but Sadio's moving his position. And you're like, well, I don't know about this. Is Mane going to be, you know, he's only in the door. Is this going to put him out of uh, his nose out of joint? No such thing. He just gets down. As you said, I think he plays his best stuff. I don't know if I'm going to touch on it, but I'm going to touch on it now. His partnership with Andy Robertson was absolutely brilliant. You, it's, uh, it's, it was fucking outrageous. Yeah, it's probably the best partnership of the of the Klopp era. And people say, well, Trent and, and Mo, yeah, I prefer the Robbo and the there's more, there's more, of, there's more of it. There's more of a three-man set-up, I think, down the right, whereas yeah. these two boys were just let run free on the left. Yeah, and there was a bit, a bit of, bit of menace about them, and a bit of snow. Do you remember the, the World Club Championship? Loads and, of snow, uh, isn't it? Yeah. One, is, one fella is kicking lumps, isn't he, out of Sadio, and they're going off the pitch, and Robbo saying, "Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about that. I'm gonna, yeah. have, I'll have him when we get back out. Don't you worry about that." And then he kicks him up in the air. I just love that fucking that partnership that he had with Robertson on the left. It was all just hard work, and it was. I keep saying helter skelter. Do you know what I mean? It was just teams did not know what to do. The other side obviously wasn't bad with Trent and Salah, but there was just something about it. Genie as well, actually, when he was playing on the left hand side of that midfield, was brilliant in in that as well. And you just and felt, Kate, you just felt, you right. just felt no, no matter what game you had with those two, no matter what yeah. type of game, they would they would flourish in it. If it was a, it was yeah. a, it was a mad kind of end to end game, you knew Robertson and Mane had the engine. If it was one way you were pinned back you knew that the two boys would be well able for it. If it was one where you were absolutely lashing on the attack, they'd run around, rings around any, as many people as they could to help each other. No matter what, and then if it got physical, they would love it. You know, yeah. Mane, is, Mane is a dirty little fucker when he wants to be. Everyone loves that about him. You know, he he leave an elbow in, he leave a shoulder in, he leaves a foot in. He's unfortunate for me to get sent off at Man City. Um, yeah. I think that's... Ederson Floyd out Ederson dips his head. Is that, no, is is that 18, 19? <clears throat> No, that's... No, I think that's 17, 18. 17, 18. 17, 18. Is it that long ago? It is. Yeah. He's unlucky. I think he's looking at the ball. I think he's looking to take a ball down. But anyway, but they loved it. The both of them loved it. And, like, Emma, I'll come to you because you have to remember, right? I think Liverpool played Bill Bow in Dublin the week before that season starts, 17, 18. Does Mane play that day? I can't remember. Loads of drink on board. But, um, I think Robertson. We play his fourth game and I love them. But Coutinho, on the eve of the Watford game, decides his back is hurting, doesn't want to play, right? Doesn't make the move. He's in great form, Coutinho, till Christmas and then he ends up going. But you're thinking, oh, okay, we've they've kind of switched Salah. Salah's in, Manny's over there. Coutinho, will he be able to walk on the front three in fairness to them, Emma? Just step up and go, fuck him, Right? And they just decide, right, us three will do it. And you have to give credit to all of them, but we're talking about Sadio Mane today. Tucker and Stride. And literally, like, and you see at the end of the season, he just goes and takes the number 10 jersey as well. Like, you know, 
give me the number 10. I'll be Liverpool's number 10. One of the biggest numbers at the club. Probably the biggest one apart from seven. But again, Emmett, you just, you can see him just progressing all the time. And for me, he ends up the most rounded player at the club. But even that, in his second season, when all this is going on, he just takes it. Mane, Salah, Firmino take it and rumour it. At the end of the European Cup final. It's a... I loved Coutinho as a player. Um, I think everybody did. Um, but when he started acting the maggot with the pain in the back and all of that, you're right, the lads did say, I thought we played a hell of a lot better when he didn't play. Um, and the three of them literally took over. Like you said, said, fuck it. And the top bet of that season was all from three to score. I don't know how many games they did it in, yeah. but if you did it for every game, you'd be up rather than down if you were betting on that. But um, that was the that was the full move down to the four three three. But again, yeah, it was like assisting each other, scoring all three scoring. If the, if the, if one of them didn't score, they definitely assisted. Um, and it was just like I, I can remember thinking, like I've never seen Liverpool play like this before. It's uh, unbelievable, um, and it just kind of nearly swept everything in front of them aside. Um, and one of them, like, it was kind of, when he came in, he said, turn doubters to believers. You're probably still kind of doubting a little bit because of years of hurt. But it was kind of, I think it was the 17, 18 season that we all kind of thought, no, this is, this is happening. This is on. This is, we're back to where we were 30 years ago. And an absolute joy to watch. Ran, uh, ran every defence in the league absolutely ragged. Um and all kind of played off each other. And um, they kind of, I want to say play off each other, they they fed off each other. Do you know what I mean? It's, it was just, it, it, they were untouchable, absolutely untouchable. And Sadio, yeah, plays a massive big part of that. Um, and yeah, he, like I, I, I never really, because he is so humble, uh, we've spoken about him being so humble, the move across to the left, people were worried. He, he just took it and he destroyed and it was look you have to remember as well is that they didn't always stay in their positions <laughs> a lot of the time the front three like you'd see Mane would pop up on the right and sat on the left you'd have uh, Firmino out on the left and uh, Mane going through the middle um, but yeah, it just caused all sorts of trouble to the ventures and, and no one knew how to deal with that was the start of the corners wasn't it when a team opposition team would get a corner against and us we'd be going with and they shit themselves yeah. As we were like laying a pack of wolves that, waiting for the knockdown because didn't we knew. That kick off, didn't that kick off against back. Arsenal? Arsenal, yeah. Where Arsenal, is it Bellerin, yeah. Bellerin just takes it? Was it Bellerin? I think takes too long, and Salah just nips in and runs yeah. the, the half half the pitch and scores. And but, like that, yeah, you, you're right. When when teams got a corner, and um, was that the one where we do we do West Ham as well in the kind of orange yeah. kits? That Keith? was that season. Oh, the orange oh, kits no. was seventeen, eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a 17-18 where we break out I against West Ham. I thought that might have been 18 19. Yeah, that was 18-19. Was it? Was, okay. Virgil was, was, was at the top. Right. internet is all over the fucking shop. I don't know. He must be on bleeding. He must He's be on, on Poundland stuff. Internet. He's on the Dicko internet <laughs> today. Um, but, but was it definitely 18-19 we, we do that to West Ham? Yeah, the, the orange kits were... Wait, was, oh, after I Virgil think it's, signed. I the orange kits were 17-18. 
And Virgil was there in 17-18. He comes into this in the January. So. I'm yeah, nearly sure we beat West Ham 17-18. And I think we break out and Mane, or Mane breaks out from, the, from, the, from a corner. I have visions of Lanzini taking a corner. And then Mane just tears through the middle with it and knocks it off to Salah and he buries it. And Salah gets two in that game, 4-0. But I could I be wrong. I remember one, one, one quick break with Shakiri putting a ball across. Oh, no, that's later on. That's later on, yeah. But that was the sure. quick, two big, long passes and, yeah. and then the, the takedown. Jake was, it, was it Ox, is it, that gets the goal even? Was it? I yeah, know. I think I think Salah makes it 1-0 that game. Um, I think Lanzini might get one back. But I, there's one there when, when Sadio then clips one to the back post to Salah and he takes it one touch and then buries it across the keeper. Yeah. Um, and Ox gets one, I think, as well. Um, but look, um, I'm nearly sure that was 17-18, but I could be wrong. But he scores a goal in the European Cup final. In 17-18, yeah. off a header from Lovren. And barring a goalkeeper that was concussed or whatever, you know, he could have won the European Cup in 17-18. But in 17-18 is also the goal away at Everton. Um, and I always remember that when it came up, I think, eight minutes of injury time or whatever it was. And you could hear the whole of Goodison going, oh, for fuck's sake, because <laughs> Liverpool were absolutely hammering on the door. And for the way it goes in, um, and it's a real striker's instinct. You know, Sturridge has a, has a, has a shoot. Doesn't hit a great shot. Uh, um, I think your man's in goal. Is it Robles is in goal? Robles is in yeah. goal, yeah. Robles and in goal. it goes, it kind of dribbles past him, hits the post. But when you watch it back, man is 22 yards from goal when that ball gets struck. Yeah. And he's like an absolute fucking rat up a drain pipe getting to it. And he knocks it in. The place goes berserk. It's just before Christmas. Liverpool fans are having a fucking great time. There's flares on the pitch. Um, and it'll probably go down as, like, we, we'll talk later, I suppose, about, you know, what's his, what's his best moment and, and stuff like that. But that might be it. Burn. Not for me. Uh, well, Not look, you me. can pick your favourite moment at the end. Yeah, but it's, it's up there for sure. It's, he's got so many iconic moments. that. Uh, but, yeah, that one... Is definitely one. I mean, just to pick up from what you guys were saying about Coutinho and all that with the Fab Four. I think when he left and we improved, we realized how good we could be when he was gone because he was such a defensive liability oh. that we couldn't really secure enough clean sheets with him in the side playing the front three as well. And it wasn't until he left and we stiffened up and we gave license to the front three to say, go and win us games. And the three of them bought into it, a hook, line and sinker. And like they were saying, they were assisting each other, scoring. They didn't give a shit. They just, winning games became an addiction for them. Scoring and assisting became an addiction. And where Liverpool became more controlling in games, these three seemed to be like they club of harder. 15, 16. Yeah. You know, where it was mental. It was just that yeah. portion of the team seemed to be just continued to be mental while yeah. the rest of it became more functional and, and, and they, be, they became so aggressive as well in their pressing. They, the longer they were together, they learned each other's trigger movements to a T. It didn't matter who was in what spot in the pitch. Once one person went, everyone knew exactly how to funnel sides to where they wanted them to be to retrieve the ball and go again. And we saw it over and over, the quick breaks, 
the quick turnovers in the goals, the amount of one-twos and tap-ins that all three of them got from just the hard work off the ball. And you can't do that if all three don't buy in. And if one of them has a chip on their shoulder by being moved out of position, it doesn't work. So the idea that Sadio had his nose out of joint because he was asked to move and he was, right, you got to accommodate the new guy, it just didn't exist. You know, people tried to create division and rivalries within the squad that just weren't there. Because if they were there, we wouldn't have been as successful as we have been over the last six years. Mm. It just doesn't work. Not in modern day football, not at the level that we've been playing at, but the points totals and the finals that we've been appearing in. That doesn't work if everyone doesn't buy in. It just doesn't. I'm I'm looking here. It's actually the 20th of December 2016. He scores the goal against um, Everton. I had it down to 17 and 18, but I, I, listen, it's, I don't fucking know. There's that many things going on. I'm literally oh, walking no. off memory. Um, but look, 18-19, I think it's his best season at Liverpool. Yeah. You know, I think we win the European Cup. I don't think I know we win the European Cup. But we win that. We, we're a point off um, City in the league. We get 97 points. And I don't know if he wins, like... I just think it's his best season at Liverpool, Keith. Yeah. You know, you have got that boring goal in there, don't you? 18, 19. Yeah. When he, um, I think I think it might have been Rock, Rob Gutman from the Amphi Raptors spoke, described it as ballet, ap, yeah. actual ballet. Um, as words he used, but man, he was so fucking good in 18, 19, Keith. Like, he was just so fucking good. Yeah, and that, that, Sort of, it, it's all about the evolution, isn't it, of the squad and the evolution of Jurgen Klopp and what he knew was happening with the with the squad and who we could rely on. So we go into eighteen nineteen, we get beaten in the uh, Champions League final the year before. We make squad improvements, blah blah blah. That year, Klopp realizes as well. Look, draws aren't worth a shit now anymore. We have to just go for it now in the league, and we go for it, and we get ninety. Was it ninety six, ninety seven points? Ninety seven points. And it do, it's not enough, but we win a Champions League as well. And, you know, Mane is at the heart. The, the Bayern Munich goal is, is an outrage. And I, I'd say it's going to top most people's goals for their favourite Sadio Mane goal. It's not mine, but it's certainly up there. And it, like Virgil's pass is brilliant. He gets it into space, but Mane uses his body from the very start of it. Like Mane uses his strength and his body to hold off the defender, spins it. Goes around fucking Neuer. Who, right, Neuer has a tendency to go walkabouts and anyway, but Mane knew, right, I'm going to get around him and just to clip it over into the, the finish. Everything about that goal is just brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant. But at that stage, he is just everything about Lou. He's fighting in every game. You know, he's at his peak. And not only Bobby Firmino was absolutely sensational as well. And Mo, they're all, it's their second season together. They're really fine-tuned what they needed. We've also improved our goalkeeper that year, which is a big, big fucking, you know, big difference. Not having a dig at Cardius or Mignolet. But we knew when Alisson came in, as that season progressed and Fab, we were playing higher up the pitch. We were compressing the press right up in the other end of the pitch. Keita comes in that summer as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Keita comes in. We mm-hmm. signed him the year before yeah. and he comes in that summer. Summer of And you, you just see then that the absolute, in my opinion, we, we we pushed up so high that 
the press was just they couldn't live for it. And that's what Mane flourished on that, you know what I mean? Like the hard work, pressing, the Robertson combination. Um, as I say, Naby Keita comes in and it's Keita then who's playing a lot on the left of the midfield three. Him and Keita seem to strike up a good uh, partnership as well out there. And he's just he's sensational that year. You know, I really think, you know, he gets some goals. Um, he gets a lot of goals. He always got a lot of goals. But some of the some of the goals he was getting were just a player at the peak of his powers. And I think, yeah, that season, COVID sort of fucks him up a bit, doesn't it? Um, I think the Mane pre-COVID and the Mane post-COVID are probably different. But, you know, that's players are older as well, I suppose. You can put it down to that. But I think, yeah, 18, 19 is probably the, yeah, into the start of the next season because the Villa game when we win the league is a, is a big moment as well. Um, but that year, I think, yeah, definitely his best season. He's, he's just... He's he's driving us on, you know. He's putting us on his on his back nearly, and and we've a team of stars at this stage, and he's the one that that's got the fight because you need someone. You can have all the best players in the world, and this is where uh, over the years, like Arsenal, always fell down because they had all these teams that could play ball, play ball. But they didn't have a fighter. They still don't really have it. Um, they never really got that sorted out. And Manchester United as well look to buy superstars, but they don't buy players that have the have the onions that Sadio Mane had. But we had him. We had loads of them, but we had him. And he just carried the team. He pushed us through when we needed it. And he was just sensational that year. That that to me is that that was the peak. That was his uh that was his, his Mount Rushmore season for us where he just put his name up there in the in the pantheon of the, the legends and yeah, great year for him. Great kits as well that year. <laughs> great kits. Um and, and and like four cans were only a fiver. Them years, yeah, the glory, glory days, yeah. and now yeah. they're selling 440 mil cans, four for six quid, which is fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, but, Fill but your I, car I, I, I digress, no, I'm not feeling, I'm not, I refuse to put a 440 mil can anywhere near me. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I, I just One of the have words for how bad, yeah, it, it's yeah. fucking outrageous. Um, but you were saying that's where he, he peaks. I don't know, peaks probably the wrong word. I think it all comes together. I think he now knows somewhere in his mind how important he is. I think he's fully aware of the responsibility he has to take for this team, which he does. I think he realises just how good he is and how dangerous he is. And not only how good he is and dangerous he is, but how good and dangerous others around him are and how he can use that to his advantage. Because, you know... Salah quite rightly gets loads of plaudits and, you know, scores loads of goals and assists. And But 18, 19 for me, every time he played, I just wanted to see if Mane was playing and who was he up against because I fancied him. Even if Salah had an off day, Firmino had an off day, you know, midfield was okay, but not really doing a lot because it was very functional midfield. Let's be honest, he didn't score loads of goals in midfield. It was all about wing-backs and our front three. I always just watch for Sadio Mane. Who's he up against? What can we do to isolate him against this player? What can we do to give him a chance? And most times when you gave him a chance, he he took it and he scored or he assisted. And he, like we win the European Cup, and I remember in the European Cup final, you know, and I'm kind of skipping over the Bayern thing because I want to read out people's feelings on on their favourite moments at the end. But the European Cup final. Liverpool are 1-0 up. Ball comes into Mane. 20 yards in from the touchline. Second half. Takes it. Takes a touch inside. 
takes goes by somebody, tried to bundle them off, I can't do it. Another fella comes around, goes by him, then he just shifts it and puts it 20 yards in front of him, goes straight after it, gets it. What's he do? Throws a dummy, throws a leg over it, comes back inside. We end up with Milner having a shot that just goes wide, but that was all about Liverpool under a bit of pressure. What does Mane do? Takes it, doesn't lose it, commits players, bores by them. And okay, Milner misses. But you can see Spores going, all we need to do is commit one player in the wrong position here. This fellow will absolutely destroy us. You know what I mean? Kev, 18-19, he comes away as a European Cup winner. Yeah. He, he narrowly loses in the league, but you, even in the last day of the season, I think, doesn't he score last day of the season? Against Wolves? Yeah, yeah, I think he does. I think he well, might get to actually. Um, in, yeah, because he he ended up with twenty two goals and it yeah. was joint top scorer with yeah. Salah and Aubameyang. Oh, Aubameyang was it? Bamiyang. Bamiyang. Very uh, yeah, Aubameyang. And he got African Player of the Year that year as well, which I think really boosted him. That he won it over over Salah. Yeah, you know, and it was there, there's bound to be rivalry without it being confrontational. The, the fact that he got that recognition that year for the year that he put in was only right and proper. He was outstanding. Yeah. He it was the best. He's it was the best. It was his best season at the club. Yeah. Where he sorry, Kevin Ball says he does. He gets two. He does score twice in the last day of the season. Yeah. I'm in Liverpool for it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, he scores two to get the to share the golden boot. Um, yeah, but. But like, he's he's just different, you know, and that's what I think everyone loves about him. The fact that he 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 never shied away from being from doing what was asked of him either, and that only showed more this season than any other. Is by the way, we know you've done it down the right, we know you've done it down the left. Now we need you to do it through the middle, and he did it again, you know. And I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I. Don't know. I mean, this is the first year that we've had a serious conversation about him being involved in the Ballon d'Or. You know, and I don't know if we, I th- if he might have one or t- one more year at being at this Ballon d'Or type level, and I think Bayern might get that out of him. But look, in in that year, eighteen nineteen, he was arguably one of the best players in the world. Yeah, you know, I, I, and if it, if it wasn't for Messi, if it wasn't for Messi, what the numbers that Messi was pulling up at Barcelona, then I think he would have been in the conversation for a Ballon d'Or that year as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, between him and Mo. Um, before we go on, does it something to chat there? If Stephen Duffy, um, his mother isn't not well. Um, so I'm not going to go into any detail on it Stephen Duffy knows where it is and the people in the chat knows where it is so I want to wish Stephen and his mother and his and his family all the best I hope um, everything works out okay and I hope you're okay with me saying that um, some players some teams would have looked at 18 and 19 and went yeah we won the European Cup but like, we put so much into that league campaign you know um and we go into 90 and 20, and you would forgive some of them for saying, Do you know what, 97, can we go any higher than 97? Can we? Like, let's be honest. City are just a big, just a chi. That's all they are. And I, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks when I say that. They are. They're a chi. And that's the end of it. You're up against a chi cult um, that are, for me, they're an insignificant entity. 
um, and would be unless they didn't buy their way in by some sort of um, stature in the game. And Liverpool must look at it and think, Jesus, this league title. But you could be forgiven for saying, but we won the European Cup, but we try to defend that one. You know, see how the league goes, but the European Cup, we could defend it. But they come out in 1920 and they take no shit from nobody. And they don't give a fuck who you are. And they are exquisite, to be perfectly honest with you, start to finish. And, you know, I think as I think it's hard to pick out a player in that season. Just want to put on a pedestal for 1920. I think it's hard. You know, I look at all the players that played in there. I look at all the results we got. Mane definitely plays a part. Salah plays a part. Firmino plays a part. You know, Henderson, Fabinho, Wijnaldum. Just name them all. Ring them all off because they all play a part. But, like, he's again, he's part of a team that literally go, 97, we'll fucking show you. And it's just a mental strength, Keith, to come out and go, we'll go. Absolutely. We went there last season, but we're just go- we're- we just hit the turbo button now. And the one for me in that season is the Villa away one. He gets yeah. the assist for Robertson, I think. Yeah. With a left foot cross, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so from the right hand side, he puts it on his Come left back, foot. Puts on his left, Robertson in, scores. And then he scores the winner. And it's important because while we're losing, City are winning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is the big shift. And they're playing each other at Anfield the following week. And we turn it around. We end up six points clear of them and we beat them the following week. We go nine points clear. And that's a huge goal from Sadio Mane. And there's boots going in everywhere and he just sticks his head in and scores. And, you know, the team deserved it. The club deserved it. But we're talking about Sadio Mane tonight. Yeah. On a Sadio Mane level. And you see him being interviewed at Anfield after we lift the trophy and stuff. Um, I was delighted. When I think back, I'm delighted for him because... Again, I always look at Sadio Mane and I think he's the man that started it all. For me, he's the man that started it all anyway. Yeah, it's, I agree. That Villa game, um, we, we spoke before, we spoke on, on this earlier as well, where, you know, you had to win games because City, the cheating bastards that they are, changed the game. You know, we, we, we're all old enough to remember, you know, the early years of the Premier League when you could lose six or seven games and you'd still be, you know, in, able to win the league. Now you can't draw five. Do you know what I mean? And it's, the points are just like, now draws are as bad as defeats. Liverpool go into that season and it's absolute foot on the neck stuff and they never let up. It's relentless. It's the most relentless. That that half a season is the most relentless you'll ever see. Liverpool absolutely smashed the arse off the league that Was year. Was it play 29-128 drew one? Yeah, he drew against United, didn't they? Early yeah, on. And he drew against United in about the ninth game. And every every single thing that season, remember it was the World Club Cup is on, that's when they'll drop their points and they came back. Sorry, it's Leicester. 28, drew, drew one, 127, yeah. you said. Do you remember they, they, we came back and Leicester were, the, were on the hunt, First you know, the Foxes, are, the Foxes are hunting us down and we played them in Filbert Street or whatever the fuck that's called now. <laughs> it's not Filbert Street. It's the, it's the, the King Power. It used to be the Walkers, the, the, walk, walkers, the Cheese yeah. and Onion Stadium. I, I was thinking of the Walkers. I forgot it was even the King Power, so we all just went with Filbert Street. Yeah. But in that game, that was like, that's when it all came together. That was just unbelievable. But it was that's the best performance under Jurgen Klopp for me. 
Um, the most complete there, performance yeah. under Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. I, I get Barcelona. Yeah. I get all that. But the most complete performance for me is that that one away. Yeah, Bar- Barcelona was Barcelona was just sort of on a knife edge, wasn't it? I know. But we literally arrived, we literally arrived home from the Middle East that morning, yeah. and we get a train out of Lime Street, right? And we yeah. go up to Leicester, and it's like, oh, the the, I think we're about bleeding. Are we twelve points clear of them or something at the time? Yeah, and it's like, oh, but if they win, they get down to whatever it is, and they just go out and destroy them. And you they see, were playing Man, well at the time as well. They were playing First, well, but you, but you see in that were game. Good side at the time. But the but the but they were and they were second in the league. But the the yeah. funny thing is, like if you look at Trent's goal for that, yeah. right? Who's the fella in the middle of the park looking for the ball? Who's the fella that lets it run by him and turns around and drives with it late on? Mane, yeah, plays it to Trent. Trent buries it. It's a brilliant, brilliant goal. But just Kev, it's a ridiculous season. Like play twenty eight, one twenty seven, drew one. No, you'll never see it again. And, and, no. And the, and the funny thing is, right, play 28, 127, drew one, and you have people trying to make an argument against this Liverpool side and yeah. the league they won. Did it matter? Yeah. Madness. They they literally take the last seven games off yeah. and finish with 99 points. They essentially won the league then, didn't they, yeah. at Christmas when they did that last <clears throat> Yeah, we got beaten by yeah. Watford in the in the yeah. 29th game of the season. And people are like, oh, and we're like, but you fuck off for miles ahead. Yeah. You know? I remember I remember being in the chat at that at the time, and none of us would say it that it was over, that it was done. We were we all might have subconsciously thought about it. I think it. it's the United one a couple of weeks later that seals it. Yeah, that's when they start singing it. But the, yeah. I remember thinking yeah. at the Leicester game, that was, I was in the pub that night and I ran home doing a pod with you, Gav. Could have been the Skype days back then. But it was, it, you just felt that the team at that stage, every hurdle, they were overcoming every hurdle. And psychologically was, and mentally, when you get over them hurdles, they run out of excuses it. and there was no way they were going to drop it. Yeah, there was a lot of mental scars that everyone suffered for, you know, if anyone's going to find a way to balls this up, it'll be us. And I think the 97 point season prepared to that. But the fact that we went and did it and did it again, after everything that we'd been through, just goes to show the mental strength, the character. And then the fact that they did it behind closed doors where they didn't have the help from the fans. They didn't have, and you could see it in some of the players. And you watch the compilate, the goal compilations and you watch the goals during COVID and you look back at it and you realise how fucking hard that must have been. Mm. You know, because even celebrating goals, there was... Liverpool could have, Liverpool could have... so hard. Liverpool could have not played after COVID, after we came back after COVID and still won the league. Mm. That's how good they were. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. But it was just the fact that when they did it, when we came back and we won it, it, it was the manner of that season. I wish we'd have got the 100 points. We deserve to get the 100 points. That's the signal for me. Yeah, but, I always, is a but Kev, I always think of it as played 31, 99 points, seven points on the lash, or seven games yeah. on the lash. <laughs> and I'm, do you know what? That sits okay with me. 
Yeah. People go, yeah. oh, Liverpool never done 100. Yeah, but Liverpool were on the piss for seven games. No other team has ever been on the piss for seven games. Do you know no, what I mean? No one's no one in the modern era has walked. We'd league. have done 108, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I always think... If the intensity I, was there and they had I, to really push... If City had it kept going, I think Liverpool would have done 108 easy. And they were on. They were a 108-point team, in my opinion, in 1920. So that means they would have dropped six points that season. That's scary, isn't it? It's you look back at that, that is, it is crazy. And, and we all talked last season about how the squad is the last season is the best squad we've we've had. Mm. That performance for the season that we won the league. Modern. I don't think you'll ever see that again. Because of the way football is going into the future, mm. and and that's not going to be the fault of any one club, uh, because I think there'll be some great there will be great sides down the years that will do great things. I think just the way the football in general is going, I don't think that that will happen again. I think I think Chelsea have done a hundred. I think City have done a hundred. And I'd argue. No, what? Chelsea haven't done 100. Chelsea haven't done 100. City are the only ones that done no, I thought Chelsea done 100. No. no, Chelsea only done no. 90. 94, no, I think Chelsea went very close to 100. They didn't do 100. No, they didn't. City are the only teams to do 100. No, okay. City the only anyway, the, see, I thought Chelsea did. But anyway, they, no, might, they might have done 98 or something, right? But no, I, had I, me, I always had in my head Chelsea done 100 points. Anyway, no. um, I think that's one of the most comprehensive league wins you've ever seen. And Sadio Mane is involved in it. Sadio Mane, like a crucial point in it, Sadio Mane has a say. You know, that Villa game away, he has a say. There's games throughout that, he has a say. You know, is it 18, 19 where he back heels? Chelsea's highest points. Is it 95? Okay, I don't know why I had Chelsea in my head at doing 100. Um, is it 18, 19 where he back heels are over Ben Foster for the crack against Watford? Do you remember? It was that's, my that's my favourite one of the whole lot. <laughs> that was outrageous, just the, the audacity, and and it wasn't a fluke because he did it into the ground. Oh yeah, he hundred percent did. He, he did it into the ground to get it over Foster. Or Alison wants to know how much have you had to drink. I've only had two no, cans. That wasn't late. Like, I'm looking at it here, so it's the. Um, and it was nineteen twenty. No, it's the it's new balance. It's seventeen eighteen. Is it? It's that far back. I think, and you know what? People slag and go, why can't you remember this? So much has happened in the last six years that actually putting it together and remembering games, I think is really difficult. If you go be, if you go before the Klopp era, and you know, 18, 19, it could be 18, 19. I think it might be. Yeah, we won the Champions League, yeah. Yeah, Just says Liverpool, 18 to 20, 196 points out of 228 in the Champions League, um, (laughs) which is ridiculous. Uh, Arla says it was 18, 19. Yeah. Um, where he back back heels it. Um, the fact that you did the, why you did why that did I have Chelsea it? up higher than ninety five? Don't know. Ah, someone was telling like me that one day, and I believe that was, the Anche- was that the Ancelotti Chelsea? Yeah, the Anche- it was. Yeah. It's that's the best Chelsea that's side. The, of, that's, that's the best, the best Chelsea side ever of all time. Yeah, I think it's a better side than two thousand and four, five, five, six, and um, the Ancelotti Chelsea in two thousand and ten. I think it might have been um, was ridiculous. Um, Red Steve records is two cans of those 440 mil. If, if someone brought a 440 mil can into my house, he'd be asked to leave immediately. Um, so there you go. Feb 2019 is when he scores that back heel. But there again, it's, the it's just so that. much has happened. But if you go before yeah. the Klopp era and you say to me, do you remember that game 
bam, bam, bam. And I go, yeah, we've done this, we scored that, who, this is who scored, this is how the goals were. Klopp's years just seem to mold into one because we just seem to do so much shit against so many teams. You know, we've yeah. battered Watford how many times, Leicester, whatever it is. I think it's hard. Um, but look, we win the title. Um, we have to do it behind closed doors. You have to celebrate behind closed doors. And, and the year COVID comes in, I think Mane suffered badly with COVID. I think it's quite, it's yeah. it's out there that he, he's suffered badly after. Um, you know, 2021 is one of those seasons where I, th- I think, I just think it's, it's one you, not, not that you write, them, write it off, because, you know, we still get Champions League and it pushes us on to what we've done since. Um, but I want to go on to Sadio's best moments. I think it's only fair to do it an hour and 20 minutes in. You know, last season, he he's okay for me. And then he decides he's playing centre forward and he just decides he's, he's going to be the best centre forward around. And he was absolutely brilliant. And Keith... Before we go on to the best moments, just just a word on him in the in the final season because Diaz comes in, we're playing him on the fly, and he's really good. Jota's lost a little bit of form. Salah's out of form a little bit. Mane is huge for us, Keith, going and doing ninety two points, and as well rounded as he was in probably eighteen nineteen, where you'd probably think it's his best season, and you see the evolution of him. He just adds another string to his ball where he goes, "I'll just go front. I'll, I'll play centre forward. It's no problem to me." And we've also we've always spoke about. When Salah gets on an edge, will he go into the centre? Sadio Mane looks to me like a proper, proper fucking number nine at this stage, Keith. And it's only a credit yeah. to him. I really does. And, you know, again, I said it earlier, he, there's been times when he puts us on our, on his back and, and runs around. And last season was one of them because Mo Salah in the first half of the season, absolutely phenomenal. Now, Mane is good as well. He misses it. There's games when he misses fucking 15 chances and all that we know there's, there's been times when he's he's been a bit what's your favourite game up. what's your favourite game for Sadio Mane missing loads of chances the Leeds one when everyone lost their shit and he was bleeding having, and he scores in it and all doesn't he but he, he scores he at the end my favourite is Napoli in the Champions League do you remember the, yeah. the Allison hit save yeah. but Mane has about 14 loads chances just aside I'm not scoring yeah. I'll just have a one nil here lads but you know there's, there's a lot to be said for a player that, that keeps going do you know what I mean? And, and doesn't let it, you know, so centre forwards over the years, you see a centre forward that misses chances and they crumble and they carry that forward with the man, you know, as him to do it. He just shook it off. But something that he does as well, Salah comes back from the AFCON and he's fucking broken, man, in my opinion. But Mane is the king because Mane wins the AFCON. Mane is basically knows I'm the African footballer of the year. He knows he has a case to be the Ballon d'Or because whether you like or these things and even, even though, though it's, it's AFCON, AFCON it's, it's still an international trophy so it helps his case so he comes back and it's like right Luis Diaz comes in electrifying on the left hand side there is an opportunity to play Mane through the cent- through the middle and he just takes it with both hands because like we keep saying we've said it from the start he's a fighter he's a scrapper he's a grafter and I see yeah, the rest of his career will be in that centre-forward position because he used to have the move, didn't he, where he'd, he'd come up on the, the left, he'd stand up the defender and he'd shake his leg, shake his foot. He didn't know which way he was going and he was going by them with that burst of pace. He doesn't have that burst of pace really anymore, but he could get it back, you know. It, but 
the transition that he's made into being a central striker, I just think, you know, I just think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, something wrong with my sound. Ah, don't worry no, about no. it. Uh, you just can. No, it's okay. Um, but but he's he's just been absolutely brilliant. That uh, he's able to change and and not just fit in. You know, not not to be carried. Every time he's, he's changed, he's improved. But you know, it's that's just a story of Mane and something as well. Laura Duffy said it in the chat earlier on about Mane going to Bayern Munich. It'll be less taxing on his body playing in the Bundesliga. Do you know, he'll win titles and he won't be under that pressure and they'll have a, a winter break and, well, next year, fucking all over the shop. And anyway, but the winter breaks he will have... Yeah. Fucking first week of September or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but he will get a lot more. To be, It won't be as heavy on his body. Do you know what I mean? And I just think... He will extend his career by going to Bayern Munich and look, yeah. fair play to him. You know what I mean? I think he's he's been a great player for us. But there's so many moments. He's fucking brilliant. We'll we, we get on to the moments in a minute. But um, just on him as a centre-forward, like I, I think you're right. I think the blistering pace is gone. But I think he, the one thing, he had great pace when he played at Wild for Liverpool. But his movement was brilliant. Yeah, That out-to-in run that he timed perfect, where he didn't have to use bags of pace he was just so good at it where he just drifted 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 gone and the defender was like where the fuck is he gone and before he realised it he's he's gone across him he's in he's in goal and I think we go back to if you go back to the two week scores against Spurs in his fourth season when he comes back from the AFCON it's, I'm nearly sure it's um, I'm nearly sure it's Ben Davis he's now at centre half for Spurs isn't he but he's playing left back and he just rips him because he's getting inside him all the time and but now you look at it and I go, I still think he has enough pace to run off the back of defenders. Right? You not stand them up and go at them like a, an out and out winger. But I think he has enough pace to run off the back of defenders. Yeah. I think he's centre backs especially. Yeah, I think he's good enough in the air. I think he's a good enough finisher. I think he's physical and strong enough. And you know what? I'm not happy to see him live up see live Liverpool overall. But I'm It'll probably make me watch a bit of Bayern Munich just to see how he's getting on because yeah. I like to follow Liverpool players when they leave Liverpool to see how they get on, especially ones that leave on good terms, you know. And um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely with um, with Sadio Mane. Um, Kev, the thing is, I was going to say the thing is as well going to Bayern Munich. There's only 18 teams in the Bundesliga and one domestic club, and they don't. The senior players don't get involved in the in the German Cup until the latter right the later rounds. Hmm. So everything will be about the league. And there's only probably six teams in it that will give Bayern a solid game. You know, the rest of them are shit scared of him. So I th- I honestly think he could go to Munich and set the Bundesliga light. At least for one year, maybe two. You know, he's not too old. We've seen it with Ribery and Robin when they went to uh, Germany and they really kicked on. There's some other strikers that have gone to Germany later in their career and exploded and just been, they've reinvented themselves. So I think he's going to, next year, if the Bayern play him through the middle, like I think they will, with um, Muslera around him, with Thomas Muller around him, I think they're going to be a great side to watch. And it's guaranteed, nailed on the way the football gods work, we will draw we'll Bayern. In the group stages. We will get them some yeah. point next season nailed yeah. on. Yeah. You know, and it was understood we were talking about it earlier, it was a shame that Sadio didn't get his send off. 
I think this deal has been in the pipeline for a while. And if he was precious about him being a star, it would have been he would have made it known that this was his last appearance at Anfield. It never got out. And that says an awful that says everything about him. You know, everything was about the Champions League final. No distractions away from the Champions League final. Yeah, he gave that interview, but you know, the game the game at Anfield had gone by then. It was all about the Champions League final for him. You know, and I'm sure down the road we will he will come back to Anfield and he'll get a great reception when he comes back. Mm. <clears throat> um, favorite moments because we're we're an hour and a half in, and so it's. Uh, um, wait till we do the Bobby Firmino one leading three hour job that one yeah but but your favourite moments like I'm not going to say anything Keith for me your favourite moments sorry Keith go ahead my favourite moments my favourite goal of Sadio's is the Watford back heel because I love goals that are not you know just an instinctive or a, you know a volley you, you, there's a certain amount of luck and, and a smack from leading 20 yards or whatever and things like that I love goals that there's a bit of something special about them and that back heel that he scores against Ben Foster and I know he thinks he was probably offside at the time but the fact that he back heels it into the ground to lift it over him it's just execution is absolutely brilliant on that goal and that's the one that always stands out for me as a goal for Sadio the Bayern Munich one is more iconic we know that um, he has scored the Arsenal goal iconic but for me the best goal that he has scored has been was was the back heel against Watford um, the be- Sadio Mane is a human being forget about him as a footballer we wax lyrical about him as a footballer as a human being he's just an absolutely top fella and you know We'll remember Sadio the player, we'll remember all the goals, we'll remember the versatility, we'll remember the work rate, but we'll also remember that he was a good egg, you know, and there's a lot to be said for that because there's not many of them in football, according to, you know, fans. You know, we see the bad side of a lot of footballers and we think we're we're saying goodbye to Sadio Mane because, let's be honest, we all know um, <laughs> he's, he's going to be leaving and it'll be announced soon. We're saying goodbye to, to a great a great fella and a great player. And I just think as a humble fella, the amount of work he does off the pitch is as important as what he does on the pitch. And, you know, there's no no one single memory other than that goal that I'd have up there, but just all around good egg. Kev, favourite moments on off the pitch, wherever you want. For me, the, there's a couple of goals. The Bayern Munich goal for me was just outstanding yeah. because of the context of the game. Uh, the fact that we had a nil-nil at Anfield and we had to go over there and get a win, and everything about that goal was just sublime, you know. And the nose to be able to stop, turn, and chip was great. There was another one against City on his left foot. It was yeah. just on the edge of the box, and he just That's stood the up. Four-three game. He just yeah, swatted it into the top, the top into the yeah. top corner. Absolute have that. You ain't stopping it, and. That was a great, great goal. And there was one this season, I think, just gone. It was a bicycle kick. And it was the most Norwich. weird. Yeah, it was the most weird-looking finish you've ever seen in your life. But just the, the thought process to even attempt it, <laughs> it was just pure him. You know, there's some great goals. You know, the ones that he scored in the air, for someone as short as he was, he didn't. I, I still believe he didn't have a great leap. But he had a great ability to be in the right place at the right time and brave. 
But off the pitch, the sto- the story with Genie and, and the iPhone, you know, the humility, the um, the fact that he kept his private life private, and he never ever once mixed the two. You you you'd never see see or hear anything bad about him in the press, and the, the awareness that other players had around him when they were celebrating goals, that they kept alcohol away from him, that it's just a respect thing. You know, and I think he he's one of the main reasons for a lot of a lot more tolerance. A lot more tolerance has come into the fan base because of him and and Salah. And it's only because of the characters that they are. Great human beings. I love the shit fit that when he gets taken off against Burnley. And the yeah. lads oh, are yeah. having a fucking great laugh at that. He's yeah. fuming. Yeah. And the boys are laughing, breaking that bollocks laughing at him. Um, but the, but, the, a winner, like. but the big thing that comes out after is, is that he walks into the dressing room yeah. and the lads literally say to him, give her over. And he just gives it over. He's yeah. like, yeah, probably fucking, that's a bit fucking ridiculous. Whereas some players go, no, 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 I'll stand You know, they double down, stand up for themselves, not giving an inch, but... Man is laughing, and, and that's famously where the Firmino side eye comes from, isn't it? When he's walking up the yeah. tunnel in, at Hofmore. Um there's so many for me. The the winner away of Villa is huge. It's yeah. it it literally break all it well. literally stops the season dead in the tracks for me. Because Liverpool stay six points clear of City, go nine points clear of them the following week by beating them, and nobody looks back after that. Um I think it's eighteen nineteen when Klopp decides to take the piss with the Derby lineup. Um, yeah. at Anfield and Mane hits an unbelievable pass to Origi for the fourth goal he dissects Everton for, the, for one of the goals for Shakiri. he scores one himself um, in in the first half he was absolutely outrageous <laughs> like it was ridiculous um, he's brilliant against Barca because he's the main man you know we've no Firmino and we've no Salah he's up front with Origi and Shakiri, and he's he's brilliant doesn't score or assist I don't think Um but he's just so fucking good. Um, because he has that threat, as he spoke about, Barca knew, right, we can commit. We're probably not worried about Origi and we're probably not worried about Shakiri, but we're fucking worried about Sadio Mane, so we mm. can't commit to him much and that, that's what he gave you. Mm. The start of 2019-20, he's at the AFCON again, isn't he? And he turns up in Liverpool about yeah. a day before we play Norwich. I'm at that game because I remember him coming off the bench going, the fuck's he doing coming off the bench or following up comes off runs around like a lunatic um, the thing the thing that he does with Nivea is is absolutely brilliant um, it's with Tim O'Tierney um, you'd hear him the other time on the Anfield rap he, yeah. he does a lot of work down at the Florey in Liverpool guitar lessons food runs all sorts of stuff and you know it's a brilliant brilliant video if you don't get a chance go and watch it it's, it's one of the best videos you'll see but yeah. like Kev said earlier he he asks this guy what what a celebration is, and he tells him, and, and he does it. I think he might do it away at Palace or something like that in the next game, and if I remember right, he scores. And you know what? Just um, the goals are brilliant, the assists are brilliant, the cut the the celebrations with Bobby when he's when he's when he's um, copying them. Yeah. He scores away at Southampton, doesn't he? Early on in the season, um, one of the seasons, and he does that whole thing where he does what Bobby does and kind of like a matador um, in front of Southampton fans and it, not yeah. one of them give out they're like just, no. that's just Sadio Mane um, but my god like 200 and 270 games and 100 and 
fifty, I think it's one hundred and fifty-eight goal involvements. Um, it's it's very very it's it's brilliant, and like every other player that got Liverpool their first league title in thirty years, he's won a European Cup, FA Cup, League Cup, uh, World, World Cup, 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 Super Cup, Super Cup. Um, he's Afcon at the time while he was there. Afcon, um, African Player of the Year, um. You know, when you look at Didier Drogba, Didier Drogba is is celebrated as a an absolute hero in African football. Man, it will go down as the same for me because of yeah. what he's won, um, where he's won it, and the way he's carried himself. I think he's been absolutely excellent. So, um, yeah, there's just so many moments. Uh, I don't like the narrative that's being painted that Liverpool fans don't appreciate him. I mean. Yeah, I can tell you that, and I keep going back to it, when Liverpool played, he was one of the, f- he was definitely in the top two players I would look forward to make sure they're on the pitch. Yeah. Be- just because of the impact he can have and his intelligence to adapt to games regardless of what games we're in. And he he's fairly clutch when it comes to taking chances and making chances. And you know what? The argument about him staying at Liverpool, um, why he didn't, it's for another day. Tonight, tonight is about you know um, talking about Sadio Mane, celebrating Sadio Mane, and and just telling he's not going to watch. I don't think, but telling Sadio Mane that he is a Liverpool legend. He'll never be forgotten. I don't think by Liverpool fans of this generation, anyway, and possibly ones for the generations when they go back and watch him and. I'm telling my son about Liverpool in 2017, 18, 19, 20. Um, he'll never be forgotten because I think, I, I genuinely, and I keep saying it, he's the man that lit the touch paper for me. He's the yeah. sign that changes everything. And he just progresses and progresses and has impact and becomes, for me, the probably the most rounded footballer of the club. Um, and I wish him all the best at Bayern Munich, apart from when he plays us in, in Europe because he's nailed on. But I just think he's an absolute. Um, he's just he's just fucking brilliant. There's no other word for it. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to find words. But, he's truly world class. Um, he's, he's and it's a, it's a, for me it's a term that gets thrown around an awful lot. It's world class label. He's one of probably a dozen truly world class players that are out there in the game at the minute, and he's up there in an argument for the top three world footballer players in the world right now, you know, that on merit, on form, on the pitch, can do everything. You know, he's one of those rare breeds of forwards that can do it all. You know, there's not many. You know, a lot, an awful lot of centre forwards have weaknesses in their game. They can't do certain things. They don't like certain ways of playing. He doesn't. He can do everything, you know. And the forwards that are coming in have got big shoes to fill. You know, he's so consistent. He's so reliable, dependable. He's always available. You know, that's half the battle, plus his effort on the pitch and his goals and assists return. You know, Diaz and Darwin have big shoes to fill. Mm. You know, I hope that they, I hope they can do it. Yeah. You know, that's, well, look, that's the only hope going forward. <clears throat> and I'm sure, I'm sure it's the, uh, when he signs for Bayern, You'll probably hear more information around the Liverpool contract. Um, you might hear some more about the feeling within the club. You might hear a bit more from the feeling for Mane. Um, and that's a dis- like I said, that's a discussion for another day when you have probably more information on it. 
But um, I was going to talk about Calvin Ramsey signing, but I think we leave it for tomorrow night. We've winners and losers tomorrow night. Yeah. And um, like, there's not much going on in the world, so we probably just have a big chat about football tomorrow, depending on who's on. But um, we'll definitely welcome Calvin Ramsey to, to Liverpool Football Club. Um, it's a good signing. I'm, I'm excited to see him playing. And we'll have a, a bigger look at him tomorrow night. And we go and we look up some some stuff on him and we bring it to you tomorrow night. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? No, nothing for me. Uh, just the fair look on um, stuff. I think you're over the 7.5k now, yeah? We're, yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on some stuff to come in that might bring us close to 8, actually. Oh, wow. Mm. That's fantastic. But now it's going to be, we don't know what's going to come come this week now, because if you believe the club, we're done. Uh, I don't believe the club for a second. But it's going to be interesting the rest of the window, because you look at the players that we brought in, a 22-year-old and two teenagers. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's proper future-proofing. But I don't think we're done. But there's some um, other clubs out there that need to get a wriggle on. I think we're done unless we move some players out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah, I agree. without going into the midfield fucking debate. No, um, no, no. Because I've seen people absolutely having meltdowns um on Twitter today. Don't and say. and trying to <laughs> and trying to tag this podcast in it, which was amusing. And mm-hmm. um people I've never met telling me I'm a great A wanker, which was deadly. Um uh, they must now, yeah. Uh, they must. Are you told about me? <laughs> <laughs> Look, come here. There's only midfield, 25 players in the squad. The midfield Every thing, the midfield up. thing, like, you know, I, I said, I think if, if 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 Ox goes, I think you need to sign a midfielder. I think you need numbers. But you can't just keep signing players and hoping to do that. It's, it's very good. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's 4D chess, as the kids say nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that you don't want to show your hand too early, and I agree with you, Kev. I don't think they're really done the transfer market. I think, I think if nothing moved within the squad, I think they might yeah. be done. But any sort, any sort of movement within that squad, now I think you might see something come in anyway. And the movement within the squad, obviously, if players going out. But um, look, uh, our they move for uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's the one that kind of yeah. Cough like the bill, I think. Uh, Emma Cavanagh says the Telegram was tasty today. Yeah, the Telegram group was really good. Our Allison says you are a Grade A wanker, Gav. No, you said um, you're our grade A wanker. You are our grade A wanker. Well, fair enough. You still call me a grade A wanker. Um, <laughs> and it's no doubt mind that, you know. Um, but I don't mind. Let's meet. Anyone, uh, just let's meet up for a point and see how we feel after. Um, Twitter had a meltdown. I'm shocked, says Laura Duffy. Yeah. Uh, G10 says Ramsey is a top class signing in fairness. We'll talk about him a bit more tomorrow. Mm. Um, Failicon, link in the description. Um, it's there to find out about them. The link, the second link is to donate. If you can donate, great. If you can't, send it amongst friends, family, and stuff. Because we're, I think we might get to eight grand by the end of this week. If the if the if the donations I think that are coming in do come in, I think we will go over eight grand. So it will literally leave us less than two grand to go, which is great. Um, but look, it's it's one of those we're going to keep going. We get the ten grand anyway. If that means that we raise a fiver a day for fucking. I don't know how many days would that take. Um, we will. We'll just keep going like that. Yeah. Keith, anything yes. else before we go? 
very quickly, right? A friend of mine who listens to the show all the time doesn't listen live. He catches it back. His father talked very unwell over the weekend. So I just want to say he's not a Liverpool fan, the father. He's a Celtic fan. So mm-hmm. just want to stay get well soon. Jimmy the Bear, hail, hail. And uh, hopefully they've a bit of good news coming their way soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we wish, wish them all the best and hope everything works out. And I'm sure you'll update us, Keith, um, in the next couple of days about that. Um, that's been the Fat Pack 4. We've kept you for an hour and 40 odd minutes, but sadly, oh man, I de- deserved an hour and 40 minutes, let's be fair. Um, rest of the week, winners and losers tomorrow, having a clue what we're going to do with that, by the way. Uh, there will be a transfer show on Tuesday, a course covering Liverpool and all um, other clubs that we can find stuff out about. Um, no transfer knowledge, it's called, so don't come in looking for like. Yeah. You know, we know what we're talking scoops. about. Scoops. Or scoops. Yeah. <laughs> the only scoops we have is pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, that be Tuesday. Wednesday, we're going to do a quiz. I'm going to, I'm, I'm promising you a quiz Wednesday. Thursday, viewers voice. The viewers voice was meant to happen last Thursday. Um, the lads were lined up to do it. It was my fault. Um, something come up on my end that I just could not get away from. So, um, that was my fault, but it will be coming on this Thursday. Sports Unplugged is coming on Friday. And then we'll be back on the Fatback 4 on Sunday. So make sure, I don't know, subscribe if you want. Um, the rumor going around now is that YouTube are removing subscribers and all sorts of messing. But um, if you subscribe and you hit notifications, all notifications, and you should be all right then. So we'll see how it goes. Um, that's it. Talk to you in a bit. Have a good one. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.